to have you with us, folks, on this, the first ever 2021 edition of the Tweet Cab. We're back, we're ready, and it's time to be even more honest when reviewing the trending topics and news going all over the world. And first things first, notice our new, notice our new, sorry, notice our new theme song composed yes. by the great Ryan Page. Also, my co-host today. Composed is a strong word, by the way. <laughs> Very strong word. It's loops, but it'll do. <laughs> hey, still counts, but arranged, <laughs> created, but seriously, thank you to Ryan Page, my co-host here on the TweetCat for creating this new theme song for us. What's going on, Ryan? How are we doing today? We've been better. Uh, we'll get into it, but uh, how was your holiday before we get really depressing really fast? Um, you know, it was pretty good. I just nice breaks from podcasts and caught up on a lot of good movies and uh, just waiting for other things. What very, very nice. And I think we have a we have a special guest. You probably got to inter- uh, introduce now. Yes, exactly. So with that, to join us for the first 2021 edition of the Tweet Cap, we have my good buddy and Ryan. New buddy, we have Kevon Cowan on the tweet cap here this afternoon. Kevon, what's going on? Uh, so far, so good, man. I just had a good day today, and I'm just pretty much ready for this. All right, we're glad to have <laughs> you joining us. All right, so yes, why don't we just head into it? 2021, not even a weekend, has <laughs> caused a major event in our country's history. <laughs> I'd be, uh, yeah, a major event in our country's history, probably this of the world will never forget. And it has co- created quite debates. It has caused a lot of tension that we'll bleed into for the next two weeks. But Ryan Page, let me toss it off to you. And probably our big main point to discuss the first episode of the 2021 Tweet Cap. Ryan, what happened yesterday? All right, well... You do know, especially with politics, I I like to tell jokes. Um, I'm not going to do that because yesterday um, during a rather run-of-the-mill session of Congress, um, joint session, which I guess on its face is a little bit interesting as they don't do a lot of them, but every four years they do a joint session of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives, to uh, take, uh, take account of the certified election results and officially declare a winner. Uh, To be clear, they do not count the votes. They simply read a piece of paper of the pre-counted vote um, and then they certify each state's election results. That was scheduled to happen like it has since the beginning of the American democracy on January 6th. I shouldn't say that. Since the, uh, since the inauguration was moved to January, this has always been on the 6th. Um, And it's happened every single time without much fanfare. Um, and that didn't happen yesterday. Um, at 11 a.m., I believe, uh, there was a Save America rally, uh, not a name that I would have picked, um, outside of the Capitol, uh, featuring speakers like the Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, and the current President Trump uh, himself. And shortly after that ended, the I'll call them protesters at that point, the protesters protesting democracy, I guess, um, marched from the rally to the Capitol as the vote started. And then at 2.30, about 2.30, uh, basically complete pandemonium, uh, the 
group that went from protesters to rioters in about an hour um, broke into the Capitol. They overwhelmed Capitol Police and they took control of the United States Capitol for several hours. Um, There was one woman killed inside the building. Several others died of injuries they, they received while they were out and about on the Capitol grounds. And it took them till about five o'clock to gain control of the Capitol building again. Um, And then they could do their sweep and make sure that there were no bombs found because there were bombs planted at the RNC and DNC across the street, um, as well as a van loaded up with uh, rifles and ammunition. So the long and short, there was a terrorist attack yesterday in the United States of America and 70 million people disagree with what I just said. That's the story. 70 million people believe that there was not a terrorist attack yesterday, that this was a group of protesters similar to, you know, the Women's March or people uh, marching at a BLM rally. And they believe that this is all the same. And while it's regretful that, you know, someone died and that they got a little carried away, uh, this was a, a free and constitutional expression of their views. Um, Obviously, that's not true. Uh, And everyone who's not named Donald Trump at this point has said so. Um, And that's probably the the story 1A of this. So obviously, the big story is the attack itself. Uh, And then 1A is the president didn't say anything. Uh, Some people are saying the president was actually happy it happened. I I can't, wasn't there. So I'm not going to peddle that particular rumor any further than to mention it. But it wasn't until uh, earlier or later in the evening that the president said anything and his response was so bad. It got him banned from social media for 12 hours. And actually uh, Facebook just kicked him off. He's done indefinitely, at least until he's out as president. And frankly, once he's out as president, they have no reason to reinstate him. So I think he's off of Facebook and Instagram probably forever, but Twitter, I think he's back on now. He hasn't said anything yet today. Um, His staff is quitting. Uh, apparently they're trying to remove him from office, although I don't know, it didn't take that long to try. If they really wanted to do it, I think we probably would have heard something by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically for the next 13 days, the entire country is going to be in a state of anarchy until you know the next president uh, is sworn in. And that's assuming that the folks who wouldn't even let them ceremonially count that vote, decide to let them actually inaugurate the next president. Um, Although I think they'll be a little bit more prepared this time. So that's the rundown. That's the story. Uh, Yeah, Matt, go ahead. (laughs) Well, a lot unfold there. A lot of, uh, I I think, as we mentioned, that was just, just 2.15 and everybody Glue to the TV. I think it's really hit me that this is an event for all of us. Say, do you remember when the ta- uh, the Capitol was attacked and stormed? And I mean, see, that's the problem is- right there. I mean, you said it, and I said it, but some people would take that and say, "What do you mean? What are you talking about?" Right. You think the, the people there thought they were patriots? That, I mean, yeah, they saw the flag with 1776 yeah, on it. To them, they see it very differently. They think it's uh, they have a right to do that. It's their freedom. 
they they had they had a choice when it come down to it to to, to um, go with what the president said. Maybe some people took it differently or misguided, like a misguided notion of what he was trying to say. But what we were seeing is just people lashing out because of an uncertainty and a fear of uh, what the Biden president presidency might bring. And uh, however you look at it, both both um, what we were seeing it, it's not. It's not what they did was right. The what wasn't right is like the violence the, um, that wasn't necessary. I think they they have a freedom to like speak out against um stuff like this, but the way they went about it was completely wrong. I I should say. Let's listen. When they were across the street, yelling what they were yelling with the president and Rudy Giuliani and his Eric Trump and all those people, that that's fine. I think they they sounded they sounded like idiots to me there too. But we in this country, you're allowed to sound like an idiot, and you're allowed to get in large groups and sound like an idiot. Uh, that's not the issue I have that they gathered. Um, although the gathering does pose a different issue. Um, with we knew that there was going to be a large gathering of people in general in the capital area because the president basically invited them to come he said everyone come for the sixth i mean he tweeted it we see it they didn't get deleted um and there was no security put in place for the capitol i mean you park your car in the wrong place in the capitol and they'll just tow it and you'll be arrested period like, yes. One of the so, questions is how we, how do they make it so easy to yeah the, you to make bring up a, a good point because uh, when they people are saying if this was the BLM this would have never happened um, when when um, when they were like um, when they were we right, they had the um, the troops they were all standing out there and and guarding but this was we see something completely different with the uh, protests from the from Trump's people. But seriously, I mean, a tourist from wherever can get arrested quicker in DC than apparently an angry mob. I mean, they weren't, they weren't calm when they got there. They may have been calm when they arrived at the rally at 11 AM, but by two o'clock when they invaded the Capitol, they weren't calm. Otherwise they wouldn't have invaded the Capitol building. Calm people don't just snap. You had to be angry on the way there in order to decide that I'm going to push past the police, that thin blue line that we all have to care about so much, God forbid. They trampled all over it yesterday. That's the people that did that. And they didn't just decide. It wasn't a decision that was made on the fly. It couldn't have been. It may have been decided that day. It may have been decided that day, but it wasn't decided while they were protesting outside the Capitol. It was decided on the walkover that they were going to make a statement. And their statement was to invade the United States Congress in session with the vice president and vice president elect, by the way, there. And trying to break it down, trying to symbolically. I don't know. Unquote, I, I don't the, know what they were trying to they, do. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Such a brand new story that we have to find. What was that? What was that key moment to make them snap either? What were they playing? Like, what was it? The Senator from Arizona was of one speaking when they oh, said the representative, uh, Rep. Uh, Gomer, I, I think, think so. so. Like, Something to that effect. Like what incited? Like sort of the things we talk about for, about what incites it. Like we, we, you know, we talked about the movie the Chicago Seven. Yeah, yeah. It's and you remember. I mean, in his quote in the movie, he said, "We will let the what was I think the quote was there'll be blood on the streets." And the president didn't say that. 
I know the president say I'm supposed to talk about the movie Trial Chicago. No, 7. but I'm like, saying what was it, it, there was nothing as clear cut as that. And yeah. People are looking for that. People are looking They're for find... who said everyone let's break into the Capitol. That's yeah. it doesn't exist. So if that's if that's what we need, if we need that much evidence to say the president caused this, then we're not going to get it, unfortunately, okay. because you didn't say that. I mean, he's been president for four years. He's been in the public eye for, what, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not an idiot. I mean, it's fair to maybe say- idiot in terms of being the president, but he's not an idiot in terms of communication. It's probably he's one of the most effective communicators that's ever sat in the Oval Office, right. which is why it's a real shame he decided to incite a riot using that ability instead of, you know, lead the country. But so you were saying uh, just I mean, we're, we're again, talking about him again. He didn't that's- call in the National Guard. No, he didn't. And, it, and it, we had vice it- president did. How do you think they were so easily able to get into the Capitol building? That shouldn't have been able to happen. But yeah, but then afterward, yeah, even afterward, they didn't call to in think help. Of, it's just so they basically let that happen, so they can't they can't yeah. complain about the repercussions or why like why these people were able to do this. They literally so, let that happen. I know. I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I mean, this was. Uh, the only thing they didn't do was hold open the door. And frankly, I've heard reports that they did. There's like so, one guard at one door. There's one cop. Yeah. <laughs> one thing we should, um, one question that has to be brought. It's fair yeah. to say this is 100% as a result of growing tensions from the Trump administration and a special tribe known as the MAGA people to some. Why don't we talk about how, what Trump's impact has how how it's caused this how it's literally trump and though you shouldn't associate a few one bad apple with the whole batch but it seems that the trump administration specifically trump has literally almost destroyed the reputation of the republican party and um its people does the republican party deserve this ridicule single-handedly do that matt did that matt or or was it like the entirety of a whole they allowed him to He's just one man. Well, if you see the guy's rhetoric and what he, for the past four years I, I and, think, and those associations, do I say Trump is the, I think Trump does deserve much of the blame for ruining the Republican Party's name, in my opinion. We have not seen a candidate or a person. None of those, the people that voted for him? No, I mean, yeah, not every person could have voted. A Republican who voted, you could have definitely had Democrats who voted, but those seventy-four thing, million people, mostly me, Republicans, I like use Trump as like this. I know most people like try to use him as a scapegoat, but like, then who who else do you? That. You have to see one man can't just like be able to do all these stuff. There has to be some kind of influence from 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 out other people, other people in the party, the outside, for him to be able to do all this stuff. Then who is then who who is the collective group of people? If you don't want to blame so Trump, for I the, think they, I think you're right, uh, uh, Kevon. I think you're right about that. Uh, but I think the order's mixed up. Um, I do think he started it, but I don't think Donald Trump being a bad president is the reason why yesterday is the sole reason why yesterday yeah. happened. Um, like I said, you're asking who who what is the catalyst? I do believe 2016 Donald Trump. His candidacy was the catalyst. That's where that's where it started. Uh, it's not where the people who voted for him got their animus. It's not where the people who voted for him decided that they hated uh, the the Democrats. And I mean, one of the statistics that I saw um, was that I would 2004. They did a poll. Do you think the other side, so the opposing political party, is an enemy, or do you see them as the enemy? Twenty percent of people said yes. 
it's now over 50% of people believe that the other 50% of the country, because it's about 50, 50, mm-hmm. um, believe the other 50% of the country is actively an enemy of the country. So half the country believes the other half of the country are, well, I mean, and, fr- and frankly, I called a bunch of them terrorists literally 10 minutes ago. So yeah, he didn't do that. <laughs> he wasn't there in 2004, but he, he did play into that. He did create that. And then you see people like representative Matt Gates. You see people like Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Josh Hawley, these people who then after, after they were literally attacked, still voted against certifying the election results. <laughs> Those people are inspired by the president, but they are also equally a part of the problem in terms of what we saw with the attack on the Capitol. They are absolutely complicit with their rhetoric. I mean, Ted Cruz went to Georgia the, like two days before and told them that they were patriots and told them they had to fight like they were at Bunker Hill. I didn't know this till today, by the way. I saw the video today. But he compared them to the, the patriots, he said, at, from 1776. And lo and behold, in addition to, you know, the, the MAGA flags and the Confederate flags flying mm-hmm. through the hallways of the nation's capital yesterday, there was several flags that just said 1776 on it. These people have told, have been told by people, not just Trump, that they're the patriots, that this is good versus evil. It has to be this way. And they're good. And they can do whatever they want. Because they they're in the right. That. They truly believe that. So They do truly believe that, but that doesn't make it true. I mean, that was like Ted Cruz's argument in the Senate last night. I mean, I stayed up almost all night. I eventually fell asleep. I can't stay up till 3.30 to watch them certify the results of an election. I already knew the results of <laughs> since November. But he was going, 39% of the uh, people believe that there might have been something fishy. And so we should throw out their election results. Sorry? So? 39% of people think Elvis is still alive and living in the Caymans. That doesn't mean we have to send a search party to the freaking Caymans to find Elvis. Exactly. And you can believe something and be wrong. Most people do. I do it. Matt does it. Everyone does it. Everyone has beliefs we find out are wrong. So for sure. And believing right. that you're the patriots and you're allowed to ransack the Capitol, the only people who have ever done that have been foreign enemies. The British did it in 1812. That's the last time. You're calling yourself a patriot. The only, you brought a confederate flag which is a rebel flag america making a mockery of us well yeah everyone else is watching america like really i mean china was laughing they're they're probably how are they any different from that they were in that's what that's what russia said russia went all over the news saying like how who are they to tell us about democracy that's what they had a democratic election and then they fought about it Mm. yeah and america goes like to other countries and try to present themselves as this right role model you should be more like us but then then we do this that's what you preach then we do this it's a hypocrisy yeah but you know back to my points before though do you think though yes you are right kevon should i associate donald trump as the main person who tainted the uh republican party i think he is partially to blame i think he's helped really ignite this but yes this was it's the people sorry people have to be willing I, yes, I but he, but Trump is the one with his rhetoric who made it, who made some of these people of the GOP and conservative natures who think that this type of rhetoric and language is acceptable. Trump is the Trump is the reason why he's his influence is not been good. And let me give an example, reported yeah. by the New York Times today. And 
something like this hasn't happened in many years, but because the president of the United States exemplifies some of these actions, you can have somebody like the P, uh, Pennsylvania GOP specifically, uh, I'll read this in a chaotic section, Republicans in the yeah. Pennsylvania legislature voted to not to see the democratic lawmaker who was elected in November and removed um, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, also a Democrat, as the presiding officer of the chamber. How come it's not had so such unprofessionalism until the president of the United States has caused stuff like this? You tell me that, again, no, you can't blame one person on people's actions. People have to account for their own actions. But when you have someone in power who's voted and who has made these claims and made it okay to just completely refuse a person's vote, you cannot tell me that he's not part of the problem. And that's the thing I'm trying to make clear. Trump is part of the problem that has caused such a negative reaction to the Republican Party. And I say- Of course he's part of the problem. There's no way for him not to be part of the problem. He's the leader of the party. Father was a registered Republican, and he literally is leaving the party because of the actions of President Trump and stuff like that. So you cannot tell me that um, we were like this before. When Reagan was president as a Republican, did people act this way? Did George W. Bush, did George H.W. Bush? You can look back. No, Richard M. Nixon, no one has treated such a regular. Okay, fine, I take that back. (laughs) A little bit Nixon. But can you tell me? Can you honestly tell me that people think it's okay to act such a way because the president of the United States can, who can say shithole countries, who can speak down to people of color, who can say it is what it is when thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are dying from COVID-19. Can you tell me, can you tell me that this is the way to go? But if the president of the United States can do it, someone thinks that I can do it. So yes, I stick by those comments. President Trump has created a negative rhetoric and influence that will take years years to change if we can you were change saying it. so you were saying as i was saying or kevon do you have any either one if you want to take yeah, this um, one there seems to be kind of agreement here trump say, knows Ryan? how much the media can influence the people which is why he uses twitter and all these things to do that and what's it led he's banned from the fucking websites because of what this shit it's because how people let the media influence them people just need to wake up to these things not everything you see is to be taken as the truth or as um seriously or you should have it's just it's like pretty much being weak of will like in your mind you have to be you have to rise above that yourself to know in yourself what's right and wrong you can't it's the same thing with, with germany what what um hitler did he use propaganda to be, to be able to take over um to invade it's the same thing we're seeing today people like people know the history. I assume everyone knows the history, and we and we continue to repeat it. Well, that's and a dangerous we, assumption. I think is, is what we've learned. Why? Uh, it's just like it's insanity, pretty much. If he, it's you know the saying, right? So that you repeat the same thing to expect yeah. different results. It's it's just insanity, and we need to realize that. And like, no, if we know the history, we need. To, this is where it comes in again. If you know better, do better. Don't go off of what one person says because you think they have power. It's an yes. I did, and I think the case. Then why did our events happen last night? They didn't have to listen uh, to this man, right? So I think did. I think what I think what we're trying to say, and I could be wrong, and that's fine. Is we cannot remove agency from the thousands of people who decided yesterday to assault the Capitol building. Donald Trump did not enter the Capitol building by force. Thousands of his supporters did. He told them to. And I, maybe, again, 
in, in addition to explicitly saying go to the Capitol, which he did say, he yeah, spent four years telling people to fight for, you know, fight for him. Their way in there. But he, you're correct. He didn't break down any of the barriers. He didn't hit any police officers. He didn't trample any police officers. 50, by the way, 50 Capitol police officers were taken uh, to get uh, injuries examined. Um which again is a whole nother level of hypocrisy coming from the particular crowd who ended up doing that. But he didn't do any of that. And that's true. And that's, I think what you're saying, Kivan, with he, all he used are words. That's all he used. I would say that whether we like it or not, maybe we find ourselves uh, above it. I don't, by the way, maybe we find ourselves above rhetoric. Um, words matter um the the worst lie we were ever told as children and i after yesterday i've decided i'm never going to say it (laughs) is sticks and stones will break my bones but words can never hurt me words can kill you yep quite literally there's four people dead words matter and listen my words don't matter i'm on a podcast you know a growing podcast (laughs) uh but the president of the united states is not me screaming in my bedroom about the, the woes of the world. The president of the United States is the president of the United States. We've been conditioned from birth as people in this country. And I'm, I'm just going to, you know, play a little inside baseball here because I come from a background that is very susceptible to this MAGA nonsense. You know what I mean? There is, there is a reality where I'm in Washington yesterday. Hmm. So, these people in particular have been ingrained in them by generations that the American presidency and the American president is the single most important person in the country. And frankly, there's a lot of evidence to that. Now, there's people from other areas of the country who have maybe other role models or who have seen maybe some of the darker side of American life. Uh, These people don't have that. Um, there's a word for it, and we could go on and on. Me and I have talked about it before, but I'm not going to get too much into the, the whiteness of the crowd. I'm just going to say that they, this, is, this is the result of that. This is the result of that education. This, these people don't know anything about Mussolini. They, don't, they know very little about Hitler other than their great-grandpa how, went to Germany to fight we, them. How do we let this happen, and how are these people allowed to vote then? Because they were born in America and they've survived 18 years. That's all you need to vote in America. Yeah. And it's, it's, the part, it's part of our democracy. If you're from here, you participate in the governance of this country. And it doesn't matter that we're really bad at educating so people about the, the needs of this the country. The American educational system has failed them then? No. You learn, but you also go home and you learn that uh, the liberal teachers are trying to just turn you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's sentence like, I heard. Sentence I've heard personally. I have a master's I have degree. I will never send them to public school. I mean, you can, but again, I went to public schools, and I learned the differences I wanted to learn. But Anyways. if when you hear people say they're just trying to, you know, corrupt you, the liberal school system, the liberal this, the liberal that, again, it's making a group of people who are literally Americans the enemy. Yeah. Conservatives and and liberals live next to each other in streets. The only difference is the party they registered for. And 50% of people believe that the neighbor next door is an enemy of America. And And it's not just conservatives. It's more conservatives than uh, than, um, liberals, but it's not just conservatives. We have a complete othering 
of regular people. And again, for some groups in this country, that's actually not new. And that's a fucking shame too. But for this group of people, and I can tell you with certainty, for the majority of this group of people, this is new. Being the other, being the enemy. That's not, they're not used to that. And this is what happens. They threw a tantrum. Yeah. This was a tantrum. And and that's what I'm like trying to say. A terrorist tantrum, but a tantrum nonetheless. You're right, Kevon. Did people automatically change their uh, goal? Did they break bad because Trump was president? No. Trump was the ultimate potster, the ultimate symbol that caused these rhetorics now. And I'm ashamed and I'm disappointed to see Mr. Trump's um, response, not taking his responsibility seriously to his supporters and used it for what has caused um, negative tension and has caused people to get hurt. And sadly, we've seen people die. That's the point I'm trying to make. Trump had responsibility even when he was elected. He didn't have to literally go into his own stereotype on not being presidential when he was elected in 2016. He did. And who would have thought with all these people who have predictions like, oh, our world is going to shit because we elected Trump. You know what? Two weeks before this pre- his term ends, they rioted into the Capitol. They literally, he literally could, he literally could have used better tactics and strategies to not have people think that that was the right thing to do. And that was my rife and disappointment with Mr. Trump, with President Trump. And it's, that was, is my whole thing. Again, could this have eventually dwindled down and turned more things as we are progressing? We are re- we are regressing with things, you know. I, I probably would have. Who knows how that would have been? Whether Trump was uh, Trump, some other purse figure came in as president and had the same tactics and ideologies and strategies as Trump, but. Yeah, he was the ultimate symbol and sign to help stir the pot that now we are have a long road, even a longer road to recovery now. So um, what Ryan was saying is pretty much since these people, they don't know the history. And so pretty much what we're seeing is people not knowing history being doomed to repeat it. So, so, so now we have to focus on education is what you're saying. Is that what you're trying to say? It's the yeah, the but we have the added wrinkle of, like I said, 70 million people thinking they're perfectly fine with their education. I mean, it, it, again, if you want to learn, learning is easy. Learning is easy. I did it. Matt did it. I, you did it. I, we all went to at, at least high school. Uh, like everyone does that. I, well, I guess not everyone. Uh, some people drop out. Uh, but most everyone at least does that. Um, it doesn't like the history started like seventh grade though, because I immigrated from Jamaica and my knowledge of American history stuff starts at seventh grade. Cause I didn't learn about it. Cause I left uh, I, when I came here, I was starting seventh grade. I left at sixth grade and I only knew about the, the Jamaican history, the Caribbean history. So even m- me, myself, my, uh, my um, knowledge of the American history is limited and I still know these things and yeah, enough yeah, to not yeah, and- do what they did. And students, students who were born here, uh, they start well before seventh grade. So, uh, I mean, we took, I mean, we, you take his, some form of history, either world or Social American studies. history every year. Social studies, correct. That's what they call it when you're younger right. and it becomes history in high school. Um, but, uh, yeah, we learned about the American Revolution, 
which is what these uh, yahoos fashion themselves after. Um, we learned about that in fourth grade, Miss Fitzgerald's class. Were you in that class, Matt? Miss Fitzgerald's fourth grade class? Yeah, fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. Well, well you mind? We, yeah, we learned about the American Revolution. They had those little newspapers. Like the, Don't fail us now, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> they had I remember a, they, learning from Mr. Turchik a lot of that, but you, you could be right. Grade. I just don't remember. That was fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we learned in fifth grade, too. But uh, um, no, in fourth grade, they had these like little things uh, about yeah. the War of 1812 and stuff. I remember it was like these newspaper headlines. Like it was modern day newspaper headline like the new york times or you know, the Milwaukee hour sorry, but, it sorry, had, but am i safe to say kids weren't dropping out at fifth and fourth oh grade? no absolutely not okay, you're, you're absolutely right because it's yeah. but because it's not the school's fault the school has a curriculum the schools teach what happened that's what they're supposed to do but when you when you come home and you hear that you didn't learn the truth you learned a skewed version of the truth and you know uncle well, somebody whoever Right. Uncle whoever also has a truth. And his truth is that, you know, 9-11 was an inside job or the Holocaust didn't happen. Many people still believe that. Right. So when you hear that you're learning wrong, I know right. And then the person who says I know right is saying nonsense, uh, utter nonsense. Then you're at, at the very least, even if you're not necessarily just in on the nonsense, you're susceptible to believing nonsense and since november like i said i didn't have to stay up to 3 30 last night i knew who the next president's going to be i knew exactly how many votes he won by and i know the states that biden won and the states that trump won i know all that because i was up until forever on election night and then i was there the (laughs) the weekend after when they announced who won so it wasn't a surprise to anyone except for trump supporters who had believed actually believed the the story that the election was stolen i mean in the, they hadn't even called. They hadn't even called the Georgia elections yet. And Trump went to that rally yesterday and told them it was rigged. There was no results. <laughs> he just blanket statement, oh, that's rigged too. His exact quote was, it's not as rigged as it was in November, <sighs> but it's still rigged. So let's give the senators a hand. And then everyone clapped for the two senators who eventually went on to lose. <laughs> it's, it. It, that's the, but that's the issue is at the bare minimum, you're susceptible to hearing something outrageous. And you've been conditioned to always respect and for the most part, believe the president of the United States. The default position is, well, he's the president. Why would he lie? Or why would she lie? And well, there you go. (laughs) If the president knows this, the president knows that 70 million people are conditioned to believe that they're not going to lie to them. Why would they do that? They're the president then they can and, say whatever they want. Yeah, and without <laughs> and any legitimate that proof. they've gone through their lives hearing ridiculous statements and thinking that they were at least plausible. Not necessarily true, but at least plausible, which is why when they said 39% of people don't trust the election, I would compare that to the whatever percentage of people who think Elvis is not dead. Those are both equally false statements. Elvis died, everyone, in case you're wondering. And Joe Biden won the election. Those are both true statements. Those are both true statements that a percentage of Americans believe are false. And then it's just also crazy that um, they're... And there's no way to fix that. To your question, like, so, you know, do we drop out of public school? You know, the, I, I wish there was a magic bullet. The magic bullet is we can't have presidents who lie to people. But the problem is we had one for four years. And that's to Matt's point and to what I was saying earlier. No, these people weren't 
these people didn't have to listen to the president. I never listened to a word he said. <laughs> and there are other politicians who are mimicking and supporting this president, and they certainly didn't need to do that. Many of them weren't even up for re-election. They just did it because. So I agree with you there. There's personal responsibility. We cannot just throw away personal responsibility, say Trump is the, you know, yeah, the, the spawn of evil. Everyone's doing, they're just used, using him as their scapegoat and not right. taking responsibility. And you can't do that. You can't throw away your own personal responsibility because the president's a bad person. But yes. bad things happen less when the president's not a bad person. Yeah. People believe less lies when the lies aren't coming from the president. And that's something you just can't, you can't subtract that from this equation. Are, were all those people, you know, act, you know, their beliefs weren't created by the president, but their specific belief about yesterday, and there were several, the first being that Mike Pence could just ignore the results of an election. <laughs> and they were chanting, Pence is a traitor as they entered the uh, Senate chamber, by the way. So, so right there i mean you know we talk about you know maybe it's goofy maybe they just wanted to take the pictures like they did in nancy pelosi's office maybe they just wanted to destroy the electoral ballots to prove a point or maybe they were looking for mike pence or maybe they're looking for mitch mcconnell who went on record the day before or mitt romney or nancy pelosi i don't know we don't know no one will ever tell us about that six hundred dollar check and not the two thousand yeah, I mean, no, but seriously, you know, I mean, people very well could have been in there upset the, about the stimulus. And frankly, a protest outside the Capitol about the stimulus is totally, <laughs> totally OK. I mean, you still can't enter the Capitol by force. That's never OK. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can't do that. But if they wanted to host a protest outside the Capitol like they did at the Trump rally at 11 o'clock about the stimulus, I say go for it. I might have even gone. I mean, I would have seen the MAGA hats and left, but other people might have gone. And, but that's not what they did. They weren't upset. I mean, some of them may have been upset about that, but that's not what they were chanting. They were chanting, Pence is a traitor. They were chanting, where's Nancy? <laughs> they were chanting USA for some inexplicable reason. Pelosi, because um, even in my um, local deli today, they were talking about how these people have like 400 million in their um, bank accounts and they, they would they don't really care about the people because of um they because of how they um tax them and then that's all they can give and it's not enough because of a lot of because they're small businesses and a lot of them are like got hit hard because of oh absolutely and and, and, and people are upset and like on edge so what we're seeing is just a, a result of all of this like but th that but again that's not what they were talking about yeah true. I would have supported it if that's what they were talking about. I would have, if Women for Trump said President Trump wanted $2,000 stimulus, we agree with him. Congress didn't give it to him. We're going to have a march through D.C. to show our support of the president's $2,000 uh, pay. And right. I'm fine with that. And listen, I understand, by the way, that sometimes what starts as a peaceful protest, a peaceful march, turns into something else. It happened, it happened over the summer. We can't pretend it didn't. But, A, it happened to less of an extent, and B, they didn't even start at peaceful protest. They went from political campaign rally to mob in a block. They didn't. They never had a peaceful protest face. <laughs> and they pushed back. And even if you didn't push a cop yourself, if the guy in front of you tramples a cop and then you go to stand on the Capitol steps, you're an accessory to trampling that cop. Just because you didn't push the guy down, just because you didn't grab his little shield, doesn't mean 
you're allowed to now just walk into the Capitol building. It's still illegal. They still literally assaulted police officers to do that. So it just doesn't make sense to me how people can like, I don't understand the people equating it to anything, to be honest with you. Cause this is, we haven't seen anything like this in American history ever. Like, Seriously, there's no there's no analogous, you know, people are trying to find a protest that's the same. This wasn't a protest. They weren't protesting anything. The, the election was fair. <laughs> and they were again, there was other grievances that may have had them angry. Sure. As you pointed out, I was I was upset about the, you know, only six hundred dollar uh, check passing. But that's not why they were there. They were there because the president invited them to save America by stopping the steal. That's why they were there. That was that was the. Facebook groups saying, come to this. The president tweeted, come on the 6th to do this rally, stop the steal, save America. It was called the Save America rally. And not just by the president, by everyone there, the organizers, the people who got the permits. There was people had permits to be there. I believe even if he didn't say say word for word of those things, I think eventually somehow this would have happened in some way. Maybe you're right. And that's possible too. I mean, if he didn't show up yesterday, would they have gone – to the Capitol, it's possible. It would have been less his fault then <laughs> if he hadn't been there right before. He's making himself a scapegoat. Well, but he did that. I didn't. We didn't tell him to go out in front of that crowd and tell them to go to the Capitol. He decided to do that. That was him. No one's man. making that up. You're right. I mean, it's just everyone has a right to do what they want. The First Amendment. Obviously, I don't agree with people getting easily. If I want to use it, I I don't agree with people getting influenced by Trump. Do you think that Trump's been treated unfair? Yeah, I can't say that some of the. (laughs) I don't. I think we know where you stand, Matt. No offense. Mm -hmm. Sorry, come again. Do you think that the president's been treated unfair in all this? You think that he's been given. It's a bad lot that he he's been blamed for things he shouldn't have been blamed for. That he has doesn't have the responsibility we're ascribing to him. Do you think he's been treated unfair? For some of the for some of the things that he does, yes, I believe so. Like yeah, what? Unfairly. Like what? what I'm just like, curious. So like um no, I, most people like um including me um watching what Trump does like with like prison reform people believe like with Biden they said he like sent um that crime bill that sent a lot of um people Oh, he did sign the crime bill, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's um and that's how some people look at it and then Trump went in and he did like the prison reform a lot of people got out who were in there for like minor stuff for years which mm-hmm. was which is like which is unfair. So I believe um, he's being treated on he's he was being treated unfairly because of because he actually tries with um to like help. So do you but I don't believe that the criticism is being lobbed at him because he tried prison reform or even because he tried a tax cut. Um, both things he did accomplish. He's also done some things in the Middle East uh, that I mean we'll see how they hold. The Middle East is kind of a hard you know it's hard to look a few months out and say, Oh, big success. You know what I mean? You have to see, does it last a year? Does it last 10 years? But I don't believe that any of the criticism is because of that. I think the criticism is there maybe in spite of that. If you're, if you're looking to, if you're looking for things that the president did that are good, I'm sure you can find them. 
I, I would. I don't. I don't like the guy. I've well, never liked the guy. Well, people. I, I think people just only want to see the bad. No one. Yeah, have, but there was a terrorist attack because of his supporters yesterday. Yeah, but that was like that was today. I'm talking about before, even before any of that, all of that happened. Right, but I mean, it, yesterday wasn't in a vacuum. Like I said, they didn't snap. Right. They, they didn't. They didn't show up. These you know perfectly wonderful people, or what do you call them? Beautiful special people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what he said in his little video there. Um, something to that effect. Like, he didn't. They didn't show up as beautiful special people, and then you know, go for a brisk walk down the, uh, the mall and assault the Capitol. <laughs> they, they were activated well before they arrived in DC, well before the president even spoke, which is why, by the way, I think you're right. I don't know if that group of people wouldn't have attacked the Capitol building, even if the president hadn't been there that day. If he had just sent out a tweet saying like, very disappointed in Mike Pence, he's not saving America. Hopefully somebody else will. Someone would have read that tweet, and I think they would have gone over to the Capitol and tried to save America themselves. Um, so you're right. I don't believe that him physically being there necessarily caused that. But over four years, this is what he's cultivated. He, this is the base he created. This is, these are the people he, who count, he counted on for votes, and he counted on to kind of lead through this Republican you know, party, and that's what he did. And he has to accept, A, he has to accept that. He has to accept his part. It's not the full part. And again, he didn't attack anybody yesterday uh, personally. But for four years, he stoked a fire that didn't need to be stoked. He was president. And that's what I was president. saying. When Eisenhower was won the presidency, his, uh, his opponent was a governor from Illinois named Adelaide Stevenson. And he said, there's nothing more America, American rather, than fighting like hell. But the second most American thing we do is unite. This was, we said to his supporters after he had lost. But in the run-up to an election, you fight like hell. And in Donald Trump's case, I'll say it, fight dirty. He fights like hell and he fights dirty. He's, he's a street fighter. He'll tell you that. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll do what he's got to do to win however he sees fit. I don't particularly like that. A lot of people don't like that. Some people do. But he didn't get that second part. He didn't get that second part of being an American. You fight like hell and then you make up because that's how democracy works. He didn't like that second part because he didn't win. And so he stoked a fire years that he didn't need to stoke. And so now that he lost, it's, 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 it's out of control. It's, it's out of control. I mean, they're talking about the 25th Amendment. They're talking about impeachment again, which is insane because he's leaving in two weeks anyway. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it's insane. They're never going to get him impeached in two weeks. I mean, they're just not. But also, I'm like, I don't know if I want him to be allowed to talk to people for two weeks. If he's, if he's, if he's lost, if you can't call in the National Guard in the middle of a freaking terrorist attack, then are you really fit to be the president at this moment? Like, maybe he needs to go golf or something. I don't know. But he, like, it's kind of a catch-22 because you can't remove him. He's leaving. It's the ultimate senioritis. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about anything because he's on his way out. You know what I mean? But at the same time, he's got the most consequential job on the planet, and he's not doing it, or at least not well. At this point, and again, if if you support the president and you're like, but prison reform and, you know, the, the tax cut and things like that, all right, 
I didn't see in that one. I actually agree with, but um, I didn't see the tax cut as a good thing. I didn't see the repealing of Obamacare as a good thing, but some people did. And that's something you debate, by the way. And, and you, you debate, respect those opinions too. Right. You debate a tax cut. Tax cuts you debate. That's a, that's a partisan issue. Who should you tax more? Who should you tax less? You don't debate whether or not attacking the capital is good. That's bipartisan, a terrorist attack. And everyone besides the president seems – and that's the scary part. And that's where, unfortunately, any of the good that he did do, you know, Lindsey Graham called him a consequential president in a good way. He wasn't being mean at that particular moment, um, saying that President Trump's four years have been a consequential, you know, four years for the Republican Party. He's been an active president. And I think I know I know people who agree with that. It sounds like, you know, Kivan, sounds like you agree with that, um, at least to some extent. But if you can't get the simple concept that on purpose or by accident, you inspired a terrorist attack yesterday. If you if you're not able to own up to that, people had a choice though. They did. Had a choice. But he's still like I said, and he didn't he didn't kill anyone, but he's still responsible in some degree. So are the and they're arresting people right now. The people who were in the building, the people who hit the police officers, the people who vandalized the Capitol, those people are going to jail. And the president is very likely not going to jail in that I would honestly say if he did go to jail, that would be a little bit much for this. He used words. He didn't he didn't actually hit anybody. But if you can't own up to your part in this as the president, you're not fit to be the president. It's that simple. And that goes for all the leaders, too, not just him, by the way, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Matt Gates, all those people who have been stoking this for weeks now that this was a stolen election and we're going to we're going to stop it. It wasn't a stolen election. It was an election election. They just happened to lose. And so all those people, if they can't turn around and say, I was wrong, I was doing this and it result. I did this and it resulted in this. If they can't see that connection, then they're not fit to lead. If you can't apologize, and by the way, I understand that there are Democrats who can't do this, by the way. There are liberals who can't do this. The only reason we're not talking about that is because yesterday there was a terrorist attack by Trump supporters. That's why we're not talking about it. If the Bernie bros invaded the Capitol, <laughs> that's what we'd be talking about. If you, if you can't take you know, A and B and put them together, then you don't deserve to be in charge of anything. You shouldn't even be the dog catcher, let alone a senator or the president. And he proved yesterday he is not willing to take any responsibility. He's not. And whether you believe he has a lot or a little, he has some responsibility. And if he can't accept that at all, then that means he needs to go. And I know he's already on the way out. I get that. But I would say it's more urgent than that. I mean, the police officers who didn't do their job yesterday got fired. The, the, uh, the sergeant at arms for both the House and Senate and the Capitol uh, chief of police, they all lost their jobs today because of what happened yesterday. They can accept that they screwed up, that they were wrong. They weren't prepared. They didn't do their job correctly. The president didn't call back up when he needed to. Someone else who didn't do that lost their job. He should too. That's my opinion. Well, he's already losing it. There's not much. He is, but unfortunately, he's more consequential than the sergeant in arms of the Senate. Sergeant in arms of the Senate can give you two weeks' notice. The president, when he's not good, needs to go immediately. Man, what a time. 
a lot of emotions, a lot of uh, yes things but discussed. I will say, <laughs> with prison reform, Kivan, you gave us an excellent segue. So I want to thank you because his strongest allies in prison reform, not his strongest, but some of his strongest allies were a rapper and performer <laughs> and uh, entrepreneur by the name of Kanye West and his uh, wife, Kim Kardashian. And that's the last time we can say that sentence. Wow. Who would have Why thought? is that, Matt? Who knows? So it's been reported and announced that um, that that earlier this week, America lost one of its, we'll say, popular um, (laughs) marriages. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West called it quits after seven years of marriage, leading to four children. Yeah, and um, they announced that they will be breaking up. There's been various reasons that people have said that led to this breakup from Kanye's just him deciding to run for president. Maybe some of his very questionable tweets that he said, which included hoping that his one of his daughters were aborted. It's not a good tweet. That's not a right thing to say. But also, and probably one of the uh, eye-opening reasons that they're saying now, this uh, is allegedly, but waiting to waiting for someone to say this is not true. Probably not true, but it is interesting and kind of funny that they're saying the famous YouTuber Jeffree Star, known for his makeup tutorials, will be was the cause of There's no the, way. the breakup that Kanye and Jeffree had an affair. I'm just saying, just being the messenger in this. One of the reasons they said is because Jeffrey moved to Wyoming this summer and Kanye was in Wyoming too. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm dead serious. That's what a TikToker <laughs> said. That's what a TikToker <laughs> said. One of the reasons why, they, why it could have possibly happened. That's where he made that album. That's like saying, yeah, that's like saying Bruce Springsteen adopted me because we're both in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. You know, that's, that's TikTok yeah. news for you. <laughs> I mean... I don't think that second part's true. <laughs> I, just, I don't. I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, if South Park has taught us nothing um, about Kanye's sexuality, he's, uh, he's very, very particular. Uh, everyone should definitely watch those episodes for Kanye and South Park. It, I, I'll say it ends with him becoming a mermaid, but you got to see the rest of it yourself. But... No, I mean, long time for a Hollywood and, couple. You know, like they also so – one of the things just pulling up on the insider is mm-hmm. there is a picture that went – and we see Jeffree Star have a mystery man. I'm looking at the picture this very moment. You, I don't know how – people said that's Kanye West. That's just some guy in his sunglasses. And <laughs> they literally said that they possibly uh, did this. But there is no evidence, no substantial evidence – that Kanye was cheated on Kim Kardashian West with Star. And uh, Jeffree Star tweeted Someone that the detectives were trying to see who was in the reflection. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he, Jeffree Star, has, I guess, technically debunked this. Um, the only tweet that was said was, uh, why are all the e-detectives trying to see who's in my sunglass reflection? That is... Uh, that's exactly what he'd want us to say. And I'm if telling he was you, dating Kanye West. So apparently, 
the self-described troll Ava Luis was the one who started the rumor. Oh. So TikTok can really show us that we can get plenty of people famous, rich, and a trending story just because they said so. Yeah. TikTok. Well, that's definitely for another day. Yeah, well, we talk about TikTok a lot on this, but uh, what, do, what do you think? I mean... Uh, not on the Jeffree Star stuff because I don't. I don't think there's really anything to talk about there. Just but, because a troll on uh, TikTok, yeah, said a it. TikToker said it. But I mean, it is a little. I think it's a little sad. I just kind of want to get your opinion that that they are getting divorced. Actually, in in all seriousness, um, it is sad to see that a family gets broken up, um, and it, it it is really too bad for that. And uh, you know, I think. Reckon I'm not them. I do not watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I do genuinely respect how they became famous out of a little talent and resources. And uh, little but, talent and resources. But they 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 made it. And they stayed on the air for a long time. And uh, I have to say, it's just uh, you know, it, it really is too bad. I think you know. Uh, I think really, I think really a fi- Kevon. No, he's there. Uh, it looks like it looks like his mic's off. I'm um, I'm here. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you lost. I lost, I lost I said lost connection. So that might be me then. So I I think it's just uh, I think it's when you know when the husband says, "I wish my daughter was a boarder." That's a fair reason to break up. I think that there was no there's no um. Wait wait wait. He said this. Yeah, he tweeted. At a campaign this. rally. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah, he, I yeah. think it's just. I really hope. I just. I really hope that's not a genuine feeling. But um, and whatever could have caused someone's not frame of mind to say such a sad thing. Had you heard that before, Kevon? The uh, abortion thing. Yeah. I did not hear that. Yeah. Well, it was sadly tweeted, and well, I just. I just hope that. Uh, it's just too bad for anyone going through a divorce. I believed it immediately. If I didn't even hear it myself. <laughs> but it's it's it is just too bad. But it's interesting. I think this was literally America's most famous couple. America, say, I say that like, slightly. It's American royalty. This is our <laughs> this is our Queen of England here, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I genuinely respect her effort in trying to change prison reform. That genuinely is admirable. But, you know, um, at the same time, they've just I, there's just some stuff that is just questionable before, before that. Besides that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe this changes her and she completely changes her, her mold. And the girl who who only got famous, you know, who got well known because of a show, show of hand. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying we all know why at this point she's famous. Well, yeah, yes, she, exactly. I mean, she's famous for being famous, but what helped, you know, spark her fame was a sex tape. But, you know, to each their own, how you get famous. <laughs> Seriously. Come on, come on. Honestly, were we all expecting that to last? You know, for as long as, I mean, when they made past two years, I said, oh, guess so. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. Same way. Like, I agree with you, but also seven years, I kind of forgot, like, that the, I was like, it's a long oh, time. Yeah, I guess I guess this is it. Yeah. When you know, you know. So... <laughs> I just, it's just, I hope that they can make this as smooth as it can, doesn't get ugly, and um, they're both on to greener pastures. And maybe we'll get the old Kanye musically, which we've all missed dearly. We miss the old Kanye? Very much. I think the old Kanye is one of the most talented artists of all time. He's a genius. 
I know he's really. Kanye, yeah, I like Kanye's music. I think he's a little wacky on uh, Twitter. Yeah, probably. So probably just, cool it with that for a little bit. But it's it's just interesting. And but to answer your question, uh, Kevon, I actually was kind of a little surprised that this happened. I think for all the stuff the media and press makes out of them, you would think that uh, that would push over the edge. But I just uh, it's just too bad. And Kim Kardashian is now on. This is her third divorce, I think. So twenty twenty one is wild, right? Already, baby Van days. Jones. Yes. Who who's the uh, who's the surprise uh, new boyfriend? Someone Nobody? said Van Jones. I don't know why. I, I really don't know what brought <laughs> that up. But someone said Van Jones. Maybe he's another TikToker. Just saying it, just because. Well, that's Chris Humphrey doing. That's my that's my vote. I actually saw him. It was reported in uh, page six that he is with a new fiance. All right. Well, she could kiss that goodbye. <laughs> Kim wants her man back. <laughs> what do you think, though? Uh, uh, what other thoughts do you guys have on this? No, I, I was just thinking. Um, everybody is worried, was is worried about the the storming. I was like, I'm just thinking, where was this energy when it was time to storm Area 51? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Area 51 is actually probably more secure. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, but um, I wanted to get a good look at those aliens. If you Naruto run, they can't stop you. That's what I was told. <laughs> I've never seen Naruto. We didn't but. Have men. <laughs> but hey, out with the old and with the new, and uh, again, hopefully to greener pastures. But um, also transitioning to that, despite talking about intense historical events and the breakup of a huge American couple. The other thing, interesting tidbits announced today that Elon Musk, the CEO and founder of Tesla and other and SpaceX and other um, endeavors, was declared the richest man in the world, overtaking Jeff Bezos. Nice. It's Elon Musk's role now. How do we feel about Elon Musk, the richest man in the world? No, no, I'm actually okay with it because of the innovation that he brings. Mm Mm-hmm. Knows how far we Maybe we'll get to see some like incredible stuff in our time before we get old and die. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he's got that spaceship that's supposed to send regular people to the, into space. So that's that that alone is pretty incredible. Um, I can't say I'm a huge fan of either as a personality, but I do agree that Elon Musk is smarter, way more innovative than Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, you know. It's a bookstore <laughs> that got big. I mean, it is. He, yeah. seven kids. Yeah, he didn't uh, – Bezos didn't, you know, invent anything. He just started using everything we had and sending it to people cheaper. He un- Basically, he undercut every industry to become the richest yeah. man alive. So I do appreciate that Elon Musk with Tesla and SpaceX have taken two industries that, frankly, are not really all that competitive uh there's just not a lot of innovation there and has decided to stake his wealth in those i think those are his two biggest companies he has a third company that's probably just a regular tent company it's probably where most of his money comes from but um yeah that he's investing in you know greener cars i think i like teslas i think they're cool um and he's investing in space because i mean we just can't afford to right now. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the billionaire should be cool like that. And he is cool like that. So, uh, you know. 
is the one that will become the first trillionaire. Do you think? Do you think, or will Jeff Bezos come back? Trillionaire? That's a long way. He's at one in one hundred eighty-five billion. That was. I mean, might have become the first trillionaire, but now I think that's not possible. Not in this time really? soon, unless I mean, one hundred eighty-five. Yeah, you have to get up to. You're at one eighty-five. You have to get up to a thousand to get to a trillion. That's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, to get up. I'm not saying it can't happen yeah. to somebody at some point. Sorry? No. Like, to get one trillion might be possible. Not like- might be possible, sure, but I feel like we're a ways off. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, SpaceX isn't what gets to a trillion. I just don't know. I think it's going to be freaking Dash Mark Ash, you know, 3307, whatever the hell he named his kid. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be him. We're, we're just not there yet. I don't know if we're ever going to see – the trillionaire but you know you know, you know technically we don't actually know exactly how much these men are worth it's just like of an course ex- yeah yeah so maybe guess. you're right maybe he has a trillion dollars no nah, they're not they're not off by that much <laughs> uh, you know and on a lighter note they announced today the public broadcasting systems known as pbs announced after 20 years on the year which is such a number 20 years 2001 um the, the show caillou is calling it quits and officially canceling. You guys like you Caillou? lighter news. That's not happier news. Well, it's a lighter type. Like nostalgia. Dee, 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 dee. We gave Quibi two whole episodes when they canceled. That's all I'm saying. We've got to <laughs> give a little more respect to Caillou than a happy Caillou. time story. <laughs> Caillou. Um, I didn't like Caillou that much, to be honest with you. I like, still. really? Caillou. Yeah. He was kind of annoying. It wasn't for me either, to be honest. You get to build the ball. I'm kid who is for each day I grow some more. <laughs> I like exploring. I'm Caillou. You found so it. You, you missed the lyrics. Each day is something new. I'll share them with you. I'm Caillou. Caillou. Wait, Matt. Caillou. Why did I write the song? Why did I write the theme song? I mean, that's perfect. My <laughs> world is dirty. Oh, I don't know. I don't improvise the Caillou theme over and over again each week. I yeah, like, that's the new intro. <laughs> the sound bites there. I I uh, I haven't watched. Ka- I actually liked Caillou growing up. I really did. I watched Caillou as part of my PBS. I watched uh, everything possible in my demographic at the time. Which oh is, yeah, I watched it a little bit too. But you just didn't like it. Remember the cat? I like the cat. The like not, obviously in the cartoon, he was just a cat, right? But then they do the puppet thing where the cat was actually a character who talked. <laughs> Maybe I'd have to check it. I'm pretty sure the cat talked at some point. I don't think I'm making that up. You know, I'm just looking at what other just quick things, funny things. Nancy Pelosi calls the 25th Amendment on Very Trump. Um, Yankees acquire Greg Allen. That doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> Trump discussed pardoning himself. GameStop, they said that... Um, Hey, wait, pardon People me. We're trying their hardest. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are like interested in Doctor Who, but like for me, the big yeah. thing is Lily Whitaker couldn't because she's like, I don't know. Guys oh, like, she's does she uh, does she um, she's the doctor, right? She quit. Female doctor. Oh. She's the first female doctor. Oh, well, we can now. Who do you think's now? gonna replace? Who replace her? I do not watch Doctor Who, but I am Emma Watson. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, we cannot do another female doctor. It was an attraction. No. <laughs> and it has I'm not it's just it's just because the bad writing that she got hmm. 
How long has Doctor Who been on? Oh, for since the sixties. One of the longest. Yeah, it's, it's like a James Bond. They just keep changing. Maybe they can have a new woman doctor just with better writing. Change, he regenerates into another person. Yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know they'd been doing that since the sixties. I mean, gosh. Since the sixties. That's a long time to come up with stories. Yep. It's just a lot. And of they're writing. all connected, right? Because they're all this, technically the same person. It's yeah, like the Simpsons. Uh, for thirty, that's thirty years though. Uh, Shyman and Schuster is uh, decided to cancel the publication of Josh Senator Josh Hawley's forthcoming book, The Tyranny of Big Tech. Um, I don't know what I don't know who that is. I got nothing to that. I think of the uh, Simpson episode that like predicted the whole Storming thing. There were like pictures of the guy with the podium. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and it was like the same date too. That was kind of yeah. Kinda, they said January twenty first, two thousand and twenty one. Just just, just to be fair, the day after an inauguration. So, fingers crossed. I guess. Did you see um, Willie here, right here? The Simpsons happened <laughs> to predict his uh, <laughs> <laughs> outfit. Willie, <laughs> Willie. It's either it's the they, they're from the future, or these people are like just watch as fans, and they're just like doing it. I feel like, all right, I'm about to pat myself and Matt on the back here. Uh, obviously, this is a new show, but with the what we do to prepare for the show, which is just rot our brain with pop culture every week consistently and then talk about it, I feel like eventually we could pick up on these trends and just start. We could become Simpsons writers, I think, because we just know what's happening now. You know, um, I, I think that's what it is. I, I mean, that or they're from the future, and we're all, you know, yes. but... Oh, yeah. I want to be opposed. We I should don't. I'm sorry, come on. No, no, I'm saying how worldwide it is, is because I grew up watching it in Jamaica, The Simpsons. I love Simpsons. <laughs> Still watch Simpsons. Simpsons, as you know, this is my very first podcast with the new setup. I have way more pictures than last time. Or I didn't really actually see how much. Damn, that's a lot of pictures. There's a lot of pictures. I have a Simpsons. Where do I have it? Right there. <laughs> I like the Django one I could see back there. Yeah, I mean, this is quite diverse with there's a Ken Griffey Jr. Shaq Kobe next to it. You got Marvis Miss Maisel, um Cast of Atlanta, Jimmy Stewart, just cut it. I mean for anyone who asks, it literally looks like I have an old grandpa photo and I have a memorial for him with this. But your grandpa's Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. They were both tall. But yeah, a lot of <laughs> Changes, but is it, I mean, before we uh, sign off, those are uh, anything else that any positive notes or stories did anyone have? Um, I mean, also, if you're for baseball fans, the Mets acquired uh, Francisco Lindor, is probably the best shortstop in baseball in Carlos Carrasco, so that's good for you, Met fans. I have, I do actually have something, and it's totally up to you, by the way, it's totally yeah, up to the guests. But it's a new segment. Okay. So as this, we're going to use it to uh, we're going to use it to uh, plug something. So for a podcast exclusively about Twitter, it was a little unacceptable that throughout the year of our Lord 2020, we didn't have a Twitter account. We have since since remedied that situation. We are now at T Tweetcast. I want whenever we have a guest with their permission. For them to share their handle so the tweet cap can follow them. Please. With your permission. If not, don't worry about it. I'll just follow, I don't know. I don't know. Someone else. Follow Jennifer Lopez. But 
Kevon, do you have your? Did, do you even have a Twitter, Kevon? I did in high school, but I. Uh, oh man, that's a cool sense of irony. I wasn't too into the like the social media stuff. I was always like active. So I was like doing like street skating and stuff like that. <laughs> no big deal. Jennifer Lopez has got to follow. That. And so that's what we're going to do now. When I have a guest, I'll ask if the guest has a Twitter account, we'll follow them. If the guest does not have a Twitter account, we will follow a random celebrity um, or public figure. Which one are you choosing? Jennifer Lopez just got to follow. So. Because she needs some more. <laughs> yes, Jennifer Lopez needs the follows. Um, but um, we'll tweet at her later and see if we can get a shout out. It's been a, well, I mean, with that, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It was a very genuine conversation. Kevon, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your candor and thank you for um, participating. I'd love to have you on again. Because thanks. What? No, I, was, I love how it was nice and civil. And <laughs> oh, yes. No, we're, no, no one, no, we're not hurting each other out here. Not on purpose, anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, seriously, now thanks. I will say thanks to Trump's stimulus check. <laughs> investing in to become a zoom pros now so we can do these panels more often without a 40 million delay make podcasting great again <laughs> but yeah seriously at the end of the day though in all seriousness i think yesterday was quite the day but even in in, in all seriousness i know this is a time where people genuinely feel hopeless and sad and angry but we can go go overcome this this could have gotten a lot worse but we prevailed. We will never get those who got hurt and passed away. Genuinely rest in peace. And hopefully these next, we can make these next two weeks as smooth as possible. And after Biden's sworn in, we can start some road to recovery in some form of civil obedience and try not to become enemies, but rather genuine friends or at least genuine, have at least each other's respect. So hopefully we can start that. And one thing that's married clear and that's solely true with Kevon, it's up to us to decide to want to amend and make changes for the better. Absolutely. We are the ones that hold the true power, not the government. You're right. Absolutely right at the end of the day. So let us come together. We are not, we're not, we do not dislike anyone who disagrees with us. We do not hate people. We do not hate, I mean, (laughs) but in all seriousness, we're, always here to listen we're always here to fix our issues and at the end of the day we can generally respect each other and hopefully we can start some recovery with that and also let's beat covid because it seemed covid didn't exist yesterday <laughs> i mean it oh, did no, it but very much did that's well hopefully we don't hear too much about it but yes weeks, still continue but, uh, to there were some masks in that day. crowd not very many but there were some no nah, willie didn't wear it and Really didn't wear. <laughs> but yeah, seriously though, we can um let us start this road to recovery ourselves. Yeah. All right. Well with that, again, thank you, Kevon, for coming on the tweet cap. Ryan, do you have any say things do you have any words of wisdom or to say goodbye before we go? Yeah, obviously thank you for thank you for joining us. So it's not the two of us just screaming at a at our microphones um and yeah i mean you hit everything on the head i would just say that uh for those who did listen this far in and it's pretty far in because we spent a decent amount of time at the beginning um we said what we said i said what i said matt said what he said um 
we we speak only for ourselves, but we stand by what what we say, um, and we definitely want to hear what you have to say. So, at T Tweetcap, find us, tweet us, share stories with us. Uh, we're going to start sharing stories as well as Tweetcap on the internet. So um, check out that content as well. And as always, you can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you find your podcasts and on YouTube, usually a day later, just as a fair warning. Um, But that's it. Like I said, everyone speak your truth. Make sure there's some facts in there when you do it and uh, have a good night. Thank you. And Kevon, anything else for you too? You have anything to say? Oh yeah, just uh, I want to thank you guys for your input. It's a very insightful podcast, and um, I've actually want to take into consideration some of the words said today. And yeah, I, I have a much like clearer sense of like how to look at things and what, like how to go about the day to day life with what's going on. So I like to think we're good like that. Yeah. Sometimes we talk about Quibi for three episodes, but other times, <laughs> other times we don't. Have a legit conversation. And yes, I'm always here to listen to other people as well, most importantly. But all right, Kevon, thank you again. We'll see you soon. Ryan, see you soon. And uh, with that, here's Ryan's newly composed song one more time. And we will be back a week from today. See you later, guys. Peace.